Well, they had lots of exciting stuff going out there today, uh, uh, folks. The latest uh, from uh, from this whole controversy over the pulp and words. I, I there there are some things that happen that are simply propitious, and this is one of them. The Pope utters words. He quotes an old emperor from many centuries ago. And now the Muslim world is going bonkers. Rioting, killing a nun in Somalia, shooting her in the back while she was praying. Um, these uh, these Muslim extremists, Islamo-fascists, are proving everything that the Pope's words indicated. New York Times had an editorial uh, on, on Sunday that just totally misses the point. But boy, is it expressive and illustrative. First off, from Reuters' uh, Dateline Dubai, uh, an Iraqi militant group led by al-Qaeda vowed a war against the worshippers of the cross in response to a recent speech by Pope Benedict on Islam that sparked anger across the Muslim world. The, uh, the statement was made an internet statement by the Mujahideen Shura Council, an umbrella group led by Iraq's branch of al-Qaeda, said, We tell the worshiper of the cross, that being Pope, that you and the West will be defeated, as is the case in Iraq, Afghanistan, Chechnya. We shall break the cross and spill the wine. God will help Muslims to conquer Rome. God enables us to slit their throats and make their money and descendants the bounty of the Mujahideen, said the statement. Yeah, this is a peaceful religion. There's no question about it. Pope simply utters words. But guess guess who one of the staunchest allies of al-Qaeda happened to be yesterday? Uh, Well, not Jacques Chirac. It was the uh, the New York Times. Uh, The New York Times has an editorial entitled The Pope's Words. The Pope's Words. There is more than enough religious anger in the world, so it's particularly disturbing that Pope Benedict XVI has insulted Muslims, quoting a 14th century description of Islam as evil and inhuman. Muslim leaders the world over have demanded apologies, and the Pope has apologized, and he keeps apologizing, and he's apologizing even more, and he ought to just be quiet. Uh, it's not, not going to gain anything. These are opportunities. How, how long does it take for these rent mobs to round up these people to get in front of AP and Reuters and UPI cameras to go out there and pose as an angry mob, thereby making sure these pictures show up all over the world? Muslim leaders the world over demanded apologies, threatened to recall their ambassadors from the Vatican, warning that the Pope's words dangerously reinforce a false and biased view of Islam. Uh, for many Muslims, holy war, jihad, is a spiritual struggle and not a call to violence. Well, <laughs> it may be, but there's still a whole heck of a lot of them to whom it is more than a spiritual struggle. It is an actual struggle that has led to a world war. I, 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 it, you know, the, the utter denial of a reality that is... You you have to you have to close your eyes and blindfold yourself to miss this. A doctrinal conservative, that would be his greatest sin, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. His greatest fear appears to be the loss of a uniform Catholic identity. Not exactly the best jumping off point for tolerance and interfaith dialogue. All right, if the New York Times is upset at the Pope's words, 
demanding he apologize for quoting words from centuries ago that offended Muslims. Uh, Maybe we can strike a deal. You know, I like to offer solutions on this program. Maybe what ought to happen is that if we get the New York Times to apologize to Karl Rove and Scooter Libby and a number of other people they have impugned and maligned and offended with their printed words and their editorializing, then maybe we can go to the Pope for one more apology. Maybe he wouldn't mind adding one more to the list that he has already made. If you read this whole editorial, and I haven't bothered to, to read the whole thing to you, but what becomes obvious here, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, the people of the New York Times and the libs, the libs view religion in, an, in a totally different way from anybody else. That's the only conclusion that you can come to here. Uh, religion is simply a device whereby practitioners try to make themselves feel good in an otherwise screwy and out-of-control world. It's like, it's like the religion of the Church of Oprah. It's like the religion of the Church of Environmentalism or the religion of the Church of uh, Animal Rights or Feminism. It's all designed to make the practitioner feel better about his own worldview, but it, is, it has no depth, it has no foundation, and it has no meaning. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, these people forget that we are dealing with evil. They don't even acknowledge it. They haven't even reach the point where they could forget it. They don't even acknowledge it. And real religion, uh, whatever its problems may be, real religion is all about fighting the dark side and fighting evil and fighting sin, is it not? That's the purpose. And, and to help provide faith for answers to questions that we are capable of asking, but that we will never be able to answer. The New York Times says, you know, we just, we need love. Jackie DeShannon, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Uh, That's not what's needed. I mean, Pope has practically bowed down on his hands and he's, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody. It weren't even my words. (laughs) Let me go. Leave me alone. And it's still not enough. You can't apologize to these people. Uh, What is... I think necessary here is a is a muscular and forceful, unflinching devotion to God that looks evil in the eye and calls it by its true name. But we're we're uh, and, and I think in large part, much of the population of this country uh, indeed feels that way about it. The New York Times, which will fight to the death for their own free speech rights, predictably hypocritical in suggesting the Pope was wrong for exercising his. But I want to go back to this this whole point that, you know, they're demanding the Pope apologize for offending and maligning and so forth and so on. Boy, I'll tell you, if anybody needs to be at the front of that line, it is the editorial writers and even some of the reporters at the New York Times who have sought out and tried to destroy numerous human beings in and out of uh, the Bush administration in Washington simply because they are in the Bush administration or support the Bush administration, simply because they are, uh, they are conservatives. They notice that the, the uh, restraints, the constraints, and the shackles the New York Times argues for everyone else are shackles that they would never, ever dream of allowing to be placed on themselves, even if those shackles were the shackles of fairness and responsibility. 